Ultra. Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And it's a between-a-sode. We just wrapped up uh, the Jurassic franchise. Um, now, uh, uh, full disclosure, the last episode that you guys heard was our Dominion episode, which was recorded like three months ago. Um, and now, And so now this is... <laughs> three months in the future we're now in september when we're recording this um we've caught up with ourselves yeah so this is uh uh so this is going to be a, a an interesting look back but we wanted to have we didn't pre-record this like we recorded the other stuff for the patreon we didn't do a between episode for the patreon because that seemed silly between episodes feel they're like very specifically made to be like for the main feed because we have right now on on the on the patreon there's a franchise potential about twister 1996 Philip Seymour Hoffman starring Twister. Um, yeah, you and I almost got in a fight in that one. Yeah, yeah, we did definitely. Uh, <laughs> just like, just like Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, they're really going at it. <laughs> funny, funny story. Uh, we actually, we actually uh, never saw each other during the recording of that episode. We recorded <laughs> yeah. our side separately, and uh, we hired somebody to edit that together for us. Yeah. Sounded pretty natural. That's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, so that's going on on the Patreon. So we're 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 recording this um, this between episode, and uh, since recording Dominion, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the Dominion episode was like, man, if only they had put the prologue back into the movie. You know, I I, I think that it would have it would have solved a lot of problems and and would have like really rolled us into that movie a little smoother. Um, this morning, I decided to watch the extended cut of Dominion. Um, wow! Yeah, it's on Peacock. Uh, I have it on on 4K. Um, and uh, I got to be honest, dude, I liked Dominion before. I will never watch the theatrical cut again. Like this version oh, is wow. so much better. And and it's it's look. If you don't like Dominion, I don't think you're, this is going to change your mind, you know? But, like, one of the things that it does, one of the chief criticisms of Dominion um, is that, like, oh, they did away with all the dinosaurs and this one's about locusts. Locusts, everybody, whatever everybody comes to a Jurassic Park movie for. Yeah. Locusts. Um, this one, because it starts with that prologue, that's literally all dinosaurs, it kind of is just like, hey, we know, like, we know that, like, the <laughs> plot of this movie has to do with, like, locusts, but it's important. But, like, here's a bunch of dinosaur action. And also, something I forgot having seen the prologue in theaters with you watching uh, Fast and Furious. Hmm. Um, 
I forgot that it is round one. It's the first round, like the first round in a Rocky movie with like the villain of that movie. It's the first round between the T-Rex and the Gigantosaur. So, right. So, or, or Gigasaur or what, what is it? I forget. I forget Mm. what it is. I think Um, you said it right. Yeah. So, so you, you have, uh, you have like a a fight between them. Um, uh, the, the T-Rex loses, right? The, Mm. the mosquito lands, takes the blood, goes off right and so when you get to the end when they fight again it's like a rematch it's like revenge and then there's that like bit. Our descendants yeah well there's that great bit where like when the um uh when the t-rex loses it lands and it, it's a close-up of its eye and the eye dilates as it dies mm-hmm. and then the mosquito like sucks the blood and goes away at the end of the movie, when you think the T-Rex is lost again, the same thing happens. But then it tightens back up and gets up and goes in for another round. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. So, wow. so it's like a little it's a little mirror of that moment. You remember. Yeah. 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 Um, really, really cool stuff. And then the, the whole opening is edited different differently with that um, with that uh, T-Rex opening because you basically go from the prologue into the T-Rex drive-in sequence, right? Which you figure out that the guys in the helicopter who are hunting the T-Rex, they're Biosyn guys. It's how the T-Rex gets to the Biosyn Oh, that's how it gets there. Yeah. Um, But then it goes from that to uh, the Jurassic logo that it, like, zooms into, right? And then Mm -hmm. the news report. But then the, uh, the boat sequence is just the capper to the news report, where, like... You know, well, we're just going to have to deal with like how these like animals are are affecting you know everything, and then it's like it ends on like a shot of like the fisherman with the with the shrimp or the lobster or whatever in the cage, and then it pops out, grabs it, tears it down. So like it, the scene is like a quarter of the length of of what it is in the theatrical cut, because yeah, in the theatrical cut that's... they make it like a whole sequence, right? Right. This is, it's literally like... just like. Uh, maybe a dozen shots and that's it you know of it just taking the boat down and when we and you mentioned in your review that it seemed like well, why was that the cold open like we've already seen that at the end of the last movie right like we know dinosaurs are in the real world now right but instead it's just part of like a general montage like leading out of the news report that's really that's crazy that means like even by that point you've already seen like the T-Rex Agathosaurus fight and the T-Rex in the attacking the drive-in theater. Those yeah. are like two really fun, three really fun set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. In like 10 minutes. Right. And then and and having those things before the news report. The news report then doesn't feel so much like heavy exposition. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it it feels like more it's it's adding to world building. You know, it feels like world building versus exposition, um, which is really interesting. And then so then it's like it's it's literally like I think like eight and a half minutes before Mm. you hit them breaking into that farm. Got it. Yeah. So it's like that's like, yeah, that's not a yeah, that's a pretty it's a it's a lot. It's a a big it's a big opening Um, and uh, it rules. Um, I love it. And then there's like there's a bunch of like little stuff scattered like throughout. But like that, that's the big major change that matters. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's like a few like little uh, little added scenes. There's like a scene where where uh, uh, Chris Pratt is like teaching that clone girl like how to win in a knife fight, <laughs> which I'm like, great. OK, uh, I'm, you know. I'm glad they took that out because then I would really want her to get in a knife fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's 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 definitely a massive improvement if for no other reason than those first eight minutes. Just they sure. feel like. They don't just feel like a great sort of like world building setup of like, you know, the Dominion before versus like where we're going at the end of this. But it's also like it just feels like, oh, this is we're concluding something. We're like wrapping something up like, yeah, it just feels very like event and big. Um, Definitely. Like yeah. starting at the very beginning yeah. in the Jurassic era. Right. And then shooting millions of years into the future where now this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Like it feels very epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad it's cut. on Peacock. Yeah. It's on Peacock. The extended cut is on Peacock. Um, you can just watch it on Peacock. Uh, highly, highly recommended. It is. Peacock's like. I think you guys are should be hearing. Yeah, you'll be still be hearing this in in September. Peacock's got like a a deal going on where it's like a dollar ninety nine a month. So, wow, yeah, for like a year. Um, wow, yeah, like you sign up now That's... in September, and then it's the 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 whole service is a dollar ninety nine a month for a year. So That's you know. dire. I mean, it is, but I think if this doesn't work, they're just gonna shit close up shop because, you know. Right. I, I don't know. I think I think if they've like, learned anything, it's that uh not every not every company needs a streaming service, apparently. Sure. But yeah. Um that's so yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, because like Apple Apple TV is five dollars a month, and I think that's a bargain. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but Peacock's the joke. Like Peacock is the joke of the streaming mm-hmm. wars, you know? It yeah. is it is the one that everyone's like yeah, but I mean, nobody has Peacock. That's the one that nobody yeah. has. It's got an embarrassing. <laughs> the gray <name>. joys. The, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gray joys of the streaming wars. Right, and they never really had like a banger show hit. You know, right? Like they've had plenty of like people who like watch TV for a living. Right, found stuff to watch and like you know because they have like Girls Five Ever and Schmigadoon. No, Schmigadoon's Apple. But, no, they have. Know, that, I've heard they have that um that one that was just canceled. The something falls. The um, oh Rutherford falls. Rutherford falls. They had that. They had uh, Saved by the Bell, which was like a was like <laughs> what if Saved by the Bell was Cobra Kai? Um, <laughs> I heard that was fun. I heard that was... that was fun too. I never watched it because um, no, I yeah, I it's don't Peacock. I well, I have Peacock, but like I still never watch it. That's the thing. It's like I have Peacock and I didn't watch most of their shows. You know what do you what do you like go on Peacock for? Uh, random movies that I want to watch that are streaming only on Peacock. Got it. Where well, you're like, oh, and, and that, that's why that's your modus operandi. You you want to know that you're going to have whatever the movie is going to be. Yeah, on. without having to rent it. I there's nothing I hate more than being being uh uh subscribed to like literally like six to eight different streaming services, looking up a movie and then finding out that I have to rent it. I hate that. I hate it. Sure. Like, just I would put too. it on a goddamn streaming service, you know? I have all of them. I have all of them, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but no, I got to sink like five bucks into this yeah. stupid movie. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, anyway. Do you ever use Tubi? Have you, have you taken advantage of Tubi? No, I don't use Tubi because it has commercials. And I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not about that life. Can't, can't do the commercials. I pay for the premium version of every streaming service. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Tubi was how I watched all of the Evil Dead movies. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Because uh, I like a little commercial break. I can get a pump in. 
Nice. I'm like Bruce Wayne. I'm always, I'm always training. That's good. Um, but uh, God forbid I move my body during the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's that's exciting. You know, it's kind of like I don't, I don't, I don't think now that that would have affected the general consensus of the movie. I would like to think that it would. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't have. And people would have just rolled their eyes and said it was pretentious. Because I think, generally speaking, the type of people who didn't like Dominion went in being like, I'm not going to like this. I know I'm not. The movie didn't win over anybody, you know? No. Yeah. It it, it kind of like confirmed, you know, like kind of true to our prediction back in in May, you know, I, I scrolled past a lot of like YouTube thumbnails with Bryce Dallas Howard having big googly eyes. Right. With like the headline like what went wrong right, right and it's it's like a cottage industry yeah and but yeah that would that you know not not to not to dig up that conversation again but, right right but um but the movie ended up being a, a a hit i think it i don't hit it didn't hit a billion but i think it top tapped out at like 700 million something like that yeah um let me see i think i have the movie uh worldwide um not <laughs> it's still in theaters mind you um, wow. Yeah, it's still in theaters. I just, I just, when I, when I, uh, uh, typed it in to pull up the, the Wikipedia page so I'd have it handy, um, I, uh, I saw that it had Showtime still in LA. Um, Crazy. so still playing in theaters. Uh, also, I think they're desperate for content right now, movie theaters. So, oh, yeah. I mean, like, Nope is still in theaters. Yeah. Top Gun is still in theaters. Yeah. Top Gun being still in theaters is even more impressive because it came out like three weeks before. Dominion. Oh yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. It's still in theaters, mind you. But it is currently sitting at nine hundred and ninety six point nine million dollars. So oh, so I, close. I think they're gonna leave it in theaters until it crosses a billion. Um. <laughs> every every day, just two or three random Americans are gonna stumble into a movie theater and be like, "Oh, hey, the Jurassic World. I never saw that." <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I've got the A list. You know. <laughs> Might as well. I'm paying Might for well. it. Yeah. Fuck it. And then <laughs> one day, just gonna tick the ticker tape, just gonna go into a billion, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we did it. Cool. Yeah, All right, yeah, get yeah, it out right, of pull there. Pull it. Pull it. Get it out of there." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I I think it did better. I think it ultimately did better than Fallen Kingdom. I think, um, right? Which people didn't. Which think is was gonna be the thing. And you know, it's a feat that uh, Star Wars didn't accomplish. You know, it's it's yeah. concluding chapter was. Like the oh. the weakest of the three. No, no, no. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get close to Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom was one point three billion. I didn't realize. Whoa. Yeah. Did not realize Forgot about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it like the highest grossing movie of that? No, no. That was it. Was Infinity War. But it was like, yeah. I forgot what a big hit that movie was. Yeah. I didn't like it very much. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we already talked about that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the end of this, um, looking back on this uh, this mini series. Um, which I had a lot of fun doing, and you know I wanted to revisit these movies anyway before Dominion came out. That was the reason why we sort of pre-recorded all of this because we're like, well, like this was, <laughs> this was well. like Jurassic Park was a hundred percent not planned as one of the franchises of this miniseries or of this this season of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately we were just like, I mean, we kind of want to rewatch them anyway, so yeah, yeah. like why? What are like are we really gonna want to watch? We didn't know if we would want to watch them. Again, to do research on them for the show. Right. Right. And so, yeah, but I think it worked out. Like, we had really fun conversations on all of them. Yep. 
um, I think what I learned is that for a, a series as as scary and violent and sometimes even gory as the Jurassic movies can be, uh-huh. they really are like a generational, like so many stories involved, like my parents showing me this movie or me showing my children this movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because I was just thinking about it, like watching um, Dominion, you know, the extended cut. I was just thinking like, you know. I like doing this show because it gives me an excuse to rewatch a lot of these movies that like largely speaking, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to rewatch unless there's like a reason for it. Right. And so I mean, mm-hmm. I was just watching this Dominion extended cut and I was just thinking, you know, I, I I'll never watch this movie any other way ever again. But then I was like, but when am I going to watch this movie again? Like, Anytime yeah. soon. I can't actually see myself doing it. And then I was like thinking about it. I was like Jurassic Park aside, which is a movie that I watch like probably once a year or something like that. Jurassic Park aside, I don't see myself rewatching any of these Jurassic movies probably until I have kids who are then old enough to watch them with me. You know? So. Sure. Yeah. So this just goes back and, to your theory of like the generational thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I agree. And I don't mean that because like, you know, I think we pretty much found positive stuff about all of them to varying mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard to beat. Like, yeah, if you're just sitting around and you feel like watching a Jurassic Park movie, like in what scenario would you pick anything else but the first one? Right. Unless you're like. You know, I was like, you're literally like a filmmaker and you're like, oh, I really want to. What's that one part in Lost World? I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, like, I'm shooting a I'm shooting a jungle movie and I like the way that movie does jungle stuff. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Where where it's like. Gosh, because, you know, like, yeah, that's an interesting I've never thought about that of like, uh, well, no, kind of because that's that's how we rank them is which ones are we more likely to rewatch. Right. But like, you know, you look at the X-Men movies. And those are, there isn't, there's no X-Men movie. Like the breadth, the space of quality is not that drastic. Mm -hmm. Like there's no X-Men movie, I think, as perfect as Jurassic Park. And then. No. (laughs) But like all, like all of the, of of like the 11 or whatever X-Men movies, they're all like two or three points apart from each other. Yeah. Well, I would say, I would say Logan and the Wolverine get close to perfection they get the closest to perfection i think um Hmm. for me um yeah but but you're right it is a very i mean you know (laughs) it's different but i guess i guess Uh that's a that's there's a reason why um you know i'd be like oh well spielberg is like you know the closest thing to perfection as uh as a blockbuster filmmaker as you can get and i was like well i guess there's a reason why the director of logan is making an indiana jones movie um Wow. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, speaking of, of Mangold, you know, the Wolverine and Logan are one of the two of the few X-Men movies that feel like they were made from a place of creative inspiration. Yes. Yes. Passion. Yes. And that's kind of how I feel about Jurassic Park, too, mm-hmm. is listening to your to the stories and the research that you did. It kind of seems like one phrase that came up over and over again was, this is going to happen with or without you, so you might as well come right. on board. Right. Right. You know, whether that was Spielberg or Joe Johnson or Colin Trevorrow. Right. And it's a bummer that so uh, like all of these have been made just because 
you know, for, for commerce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bayona is the only one who just was like, Bayona is such a weird, like a weird element of the Jurassic, like mm-hmm. vibe, because I think a lot of people forget that he directed that movie. Um, Because everyone just associates the worlds with Trevorrow so much, right? Mm. And Trevorrow did so much of the press for Fallen Kingdom that you would Mm. think that he directed it, you know? I would argue that uh, kind of like to counter that, what I kind of notice is people tend to, if they like Fallen Kingdom, they have the excuse of it's the one that isn't directed by Colin Trevorrow. Yes. So they get to avoid you know, tipping the hat and being like, well, no, it was only good because of this guy, the orphanage guy. He's a good filmmaker. Right. Right. Um, speaking of uh, Bayona, he's got uh, two uh, two episodes of a Lord of the Rings show that he directed. Yeah, he directed the shit out of those first two episodes. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't watched them. I'm going to rewatch the Lord of the Rings uh, movies. Um, that is a wow. That is a that is a that is a series that we probably, if we ever cover it on franchiseography, it'll be a long way away. Because look, if you want to learn everything there is to know about the Lord of the Rings, you can listen to Lord of the Rings Minute. Um, yeah, like frankly, how dare we? You, right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so. Uh, probably won't be covering those anytime soon, if ever. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, I can just rewatch that on my own. Um, but I'm making mm. Bethany watch them because <laughs> she, she just like, yeah, fantasy stuff is not her thing. And I'm like, she hates nerd shit. Yeah, she really does. Um, just like, <laughs> she likes like superheroes and stuff, but I, I guess she does have her limit even with that stuff. But they wear caps and love it. And you know, they yeah. Can- yeah. Listen to like Nirvana, you know, right, you have some right. kind of <laughs> relatable experience. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but yeah, rewatching that before we want to, I want to rewatch those movies before I get into it because I like, you know, I probably haven't rewatched those movies all the way through since the extended cuts came out, like originally on DVD. That was probably the last time Whoa. I watched those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just not that's, my. That's- I like the yeah. movies. It's just not my franchise. But you're not a fantasy guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not a fantasy guy. So it's not something I'm going to revisit a lot. It's not a lo- world I like to live in all the time. But um, uh, I am. That show does look good. And I'm I'm, uh, I'm very interested in watching it. But I want to, like, refresh my memory of, you yeah. know, just that world and all of that stuff. So I'm not like, what is going like. I, so I don't like ask stupid questions on the internet and on the internet. Like what's, what are they talking? They're like, they're talking about Sauron. You dumb fuck. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> oh, oh, Melkor. Okay. No, Sauron begot, begat Melkor. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. It's so nice. I want to, I just want to refresh, <laughs> but I'm um, very interested to, to see eventually what you do think of rings of power because like, yeah, like I was I was immediately drawn in, but I'm a mark. I love Middle Earth. Right. But one thing I noticed was how um especially compared, you know, compared to Fallen Kingdom, like I just thought all of the relationships between the characters really shined and I really found myself. And I think that was the magic of the Peter Jackson movies is like even if you weren't into nerd shit, mm-hmm. like Within a few minutes of that first movie, you're like, these Mary and Pippin characters are really cool. I think I'd, I'd follow them for a few hours. Right. Yeah, that was the thing. There was a uh, there was a clip going around. Um, I think I saw it because Lee Winnell uh, retweeted it to make fun of the person making fun of it 
um, because they hadn't turned off any of the motion smoothing on their TV. Um, Punching down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he was just like, he. I, yeah, they like they like retweeted. He's like, hey, if you're going to criticize the show for looking bad, maybe you should turn the motion smoothing off your TV. Yeah. Like, um, fix your settings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but like this guy, this guy like retweeted the scene. And he's just like, this is so embarrassing. And it's like, look some, at this garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like some scene of like um, some a bunch of elves like fighting a cave monster or something. And mm. I was like watching. I was like, holy shit, this looks rad as hell. And I was like, it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this looks so That's- cool. <laughs> That, that's what I said to myself when I watched it for the first time. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like that's ready to watch it. I'm like, oh hell yeah, this is what this is the energy they're bringing to the show because that is not the energy in any of the trailers for the show. Yeah, the the energy of the trailer is like you've entered the candle store of a Ren fair. Yes, uh huh, a hundred percent. Um, and uh, and I was like, man, you guys should have uh, shown more cave monsters. Um, anyway, mm. uh, really, really looking forward to checking that out. And more of that. like Galadriel doing like uh, Bloodborne style combo moves. Hell yeah, bring it. <laughs> Hell yes. So, um, are you any other any other Jurassic thoughts before we get into our our rankings? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I just it was just like. Man, the Jurassic movies are just like the epitome of like a summer franchise for me, you know, like a summer blockbuster franchise. Yeah, you're really right, because there is something like, you know, we talked about how how chill the Jurassic fandom is. Mm -hmm. And there is something kind of like these really aren't made to be obsessed over. Not that people don't because, you know, there are there are fans fans out there that, you know, have like wikis and stuff like that. Sure. They are just kind of like these fun rides that you can go to every summer with your family and you know when you almost when you hear memories about it it is almost like someone describing a cool old ride that they used to go on mm-hmm. absolutely because that that that's what i that's one of the things that i noticed like watching dominion again i was like yeah this whole movie is not about a theme park but the whole movie feels like a theme park ride like it feels like it, it's exactly what martin scorsese is saying in my you know as a criticism of movies like this but Mm. like my feeling is just like i don't see what the issue with that is like this that's exactly what this should be designed to be is like Mm -hmm. a ride you should come out the other side being like yeah like you know Uh, (laughs) yeah well i I think you personally you know being a co-host of theme park this r.i.p yeah um you're someone who appreciates the art of creating a thrill ride and like the marriage of architecture architecture and creativity right of like no we need a drop here and like i know physically how to make it feel like the cart is just about to hit this thing but then it's going to turn a corner right and like magic everyone at the exact same moment is going to feel like they're owen grady right you know right right um but yeah i just i like i like the fact that it still feels like like a theme park video (laughs) even though (laughs) Even though, like, it's not about a theme park anymore, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think uh, he successfully more so than I think in the Jurassic Park era of the franchise. Um, I think that Trevorrow understood how to continue the vibes, the theme park vibes, even though there's not a theme park anymore. Um, yes. Whereas, you know, as soon as Jurassic Park is done. The 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 sequels to that Lost World and, and JP three both sort of abandon that concept and then they're just monster movies basically. 
Um, yeah, they traded the theme park aspect for the dinosaur aspect. Yeah, which apparently that's what everybody wants. And, you know, I guess I guess if that's the that aspect of this franchise that you're more interested in is just the dinosaurs. Um, I was never a dinosaur kid. Like, I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I like dinosaurs fine, but I didn't need to know. I didn't have dinosaur trading cards like some fucking dorks. <laughs> Um, you know, but I think, uh, I, I think, but you know, like, like you said about Trevorrow, there was a way to keep the skeleton and spirit of a theme park ride mm-hmm. without there necessarily being a literal theme park. Right. There's a literal theme park in world in fallen kingdom. It's like a, it's like a, a Halloween horror nights house, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, it starts with like a big theme park ride with like the, the destruction of the Island, a real sad theme park ride, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> a theme park ride that ends in tragedy um and then uh and then like a like a like an hhn house um yeah you know with with all of the mansion stuff and then dominion again just feels like like a like a rise of the resistance like brand new like you've never seen mm-hmm. a ride like this before you know kind of thing yeah I was yeah. gonna say be crazy if Riot of Resistance, like just as you escape, you hear Poe like, "Oh, oh no, we forgot our four. And you just see like one droid still on the ship as it explodes. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> oh. oh, he was a he was Hor- a good droid. Horrifying. Um, but uh, anyway, all right, you want to get into our rankings? Yeah. Um. So uh, should I start or should you start? You start. Go ahead. So just to reiterate, uh, I know we've all, we've all been around the block with the show before, but. Uh, we tend to do these from bottom to top. Yep. And uh, kind of starting with like, yeah, least likely to revisit again to I could watch this today. Right. And like have fun. Yeah. Uh, that being said, at number six at the bottom is J.A. Benea's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same for me. It's the same. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, dead bottom. You know, uh, the the thing is, the thing about these two, I think, is just like all of them have good shit in them. Like mm-hmm. all of them have sequences that I would like. I could rewatch that right now. All of them. Um, and all the haunted house shit in in Bayona's Fallen Kingdom rules. Um, but yeah, it's just a dep- it's kind of a depressing movie overall. And I hate all that cl- the the clone stuff. I really do. Yeah. You know, it the thing about the haunted house stuff mm-hmm. is it's like three minutes long. Right. Yep. And that's what really hit me watching it for the show this time around. Yeah. Was I was really ready because I remember the first time being, well, that was cool. And then, oh, wow, it really is not that much of the movie mm-hmm. for it being the one thing that everyone says, like, I don't know, man, that haunted house. It's a haunted house movie at the end. I'm like, like kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it is really good. What what is there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's really unpleasant. Mm-hmm. The characters are unlikable, mm-hmm. and you get the you know you have to watch like thousands of dinosaurs like burn alive. Yeah, yeah. And and oh, uh, shout out to the opening sequence, which is maybe one of the best cold opens outside of like Jurassic Park. Um, maybe the best cold open of the franchise. Wow. What, 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 what is, what, what happened? What was the cold open? The cold open is, uh, them going back to the Island, uh, to, Oh yes, that was great. Yeah. At night with like the helicopter and then like the thing, leaps the out of the, yeah, the, yeah, leaps out and tries to get them. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That yeah. was fun. Such a good sequence with the submarine. Really? Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. 
And uh, and yeah, just like yeah, probably the one that we're least likely to revisit. But yeah, it kind of bookended by two really cool scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like the clone stuff was definitely a line in the sand for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was our introduction to the Lockwoods, right? Which I hate that retcon. Um, I I just I also just think like. The clone stuff, and I think we talked about this a little bit in Fallen Kingdom, though having we were we had just watched the movie, so the movie was fresher, so I think we were a little more like disgruntled um, <laughs> uh, rather than cool and collected. But um, the clone stuff, like I get it, I get why he wanted to do that. Like I get that his his whole Trevorrow's whole thing with this franchise is like what. In reality, if this is something that we accomplished as a human species, what would happen next? And he sort of like was like, well, yeah, obviously somebody would clone some rich person like that would be a thing. Um, We wouldn't stop at dinosaurs. Yeah. And he's right. But also I kind of want you to stop at the dinosaurs or dinosaur adjacent stuff. I like the, the, the locusts because it's dinosaur adjacent. And it, it's it, prehistoric locusts. Yeah. And it says something about society and about capitalism in a way that like Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom doesn't really say anything other than like, maybe we should be nicer to animals. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But like, there's nothing larger to say about like anything with this. Um, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of it just and then a lot of the stuff that I find interesting about it, it, like the, you know, the idea of them selling dinosaurs to the black market or whatever. Yeah. That really is just a prologue to Dominion. Right. Right. And yeah, Um, (laughs) I like I like the Endoraptor. Mm. I think they think there's more practical dinos in this one than in Jurassic World. And I think a lot of them look really great. That's true. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, my number five, Mm -hmm. the, uh, so the second to last is Joe Johnson's Jurassic park three. Okay. Um, this is kind of, again, you know, Andrew made some really good points. Um, and I think did a good job of, yeah, commuting and, and also you Scott, like, you know, about how this is such a cool, effective, like creature feature. And I have a lot of respect for Joe Johnson and crew knowing like, what an arduous process making this was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just remember when we rewatched it for the show, I just find myself disengaging for like large swaths of time. Uh-huh. Sure. And we're just stuck in this gray early 2000s jungle. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? What is this? Um, but like you said, like some at least two or three really cool set pieces. And... I think the coolest looking Raptors of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Um, what is your number five? Uh, it's the lost world. Um, I, uh, I, I know I just made a lot of people really mad because people really go to bat for this movie. Um, I don't get it. I, I, I just think that you're interested in different things than I am um, in terms mm-hmm. of like what Jurassic world or Jurassic park means to you uh, as a franchise and, I think you guys are way more into the dinosaurs than I am. Um, the dinosaurs are not why I'm here. Uh, and and I, I'm sorry. I'm here for theme park machinations. And uh, this is <laughs> this is not that. Um, you know, sure. there's a, the, the most exciting part in this is when they unveil a uh, unveil a plan to uh, build a stadium. Um, <laughs> you mean the literal the literal theme park machinations? Yes, yes, exactly. That's the most exciting part of this movie for me. Um, I think it's very well directed. I think it has really uh, great sequences. Um, 
And, you know, Steven Spielberg literally directed this in his sleep uh, for the most mm-hmm. part, as we as we discussed. Um, if I at mean, all. I, yeah, I think there's several sequences in this that he's really jazzed about and you can feel it and it really lights up the room when it happens. But all of the sequences in between that, I just feel like they're just so color by number Spielberg and you really can't even tell if he's directing it or if someone else was directing it and aping Spielberg or what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Specifically know. Specifically David Kep. Right. Um, it just doesn't. It's not. It's, it's just not there for me. Um, sure. I, and, and I, I, and I think that, uh, I think that Jeff Goldblum, um, his Ian Malcolm, it's a very weird place for Ian Malcolm because mm. when you look at Ian Malcolm in the lost world, you're like, Oh, okay. So it's like an evolution from like Jurassic park, I guess. But then you get to dominion. You're like, Oh, so you're just, you're just right back to like the way you were in Jurassic park. Huh? <laughs> like just, <laughs> I think, I think I think by the time we get to Dominion, he's basically become Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I still think that the Ian Malcolm we see in Jurassic Park is like a singular, yeah. lightning in a bottle dude. Yeah, and yeah, he's almost a completely different dude in Lost World. Yeah, and you can re- you can you can write that off as like oh well he that rattled him and now you know he's more sober minded now. But then you can be like well yeah, but now he's not that fun to watch because he's not as like right you know, Randy and mischievous. Right. Right. That's, and that's, that's the, that's the issue for me. It's just like, you know, we talked about this um, in the lost world episode, but like the fact that they were like, well, we got to have, if we, if we have, if we're going to bring back any of the characters, if we can only afford to bring back one of them, cause they're all demanding a lot of money for a sequel, then we have to, it has to be Jeff Goldblum and Ian Malcolm because we need that reaction. We need that human Reaction. We need somebody who's going to be able to call out the situations and all of this. And I'm like, yes, but also if you watch the movie, it's like you didn't bring back Ian Malcolm. It's like you're having Jeff Goldblum play a new character. So right, right, what, right. what was the point of bringing him back if he was just not going to be Ian Malcolm again? Um, if he was going to be like the stern straight man. This time. Yeah. Uh, not into it. Um, just, just not into it he- overall. You know, Scott, um, this has never happened on on an on a between episode yet, but you are listening to it live, listeners. I am re-ranking my movies as we speak. <laughs> um, I had Lost World a little higher on my list, but I am now changing it to my number four. Okay. Um, I w- watching this movie, I had so much fun, and it lived up to the nostalgia that I had for it. Um, I just find like, yeah, even like. Spielberg like half in his sleep I just am caught up in the craft yeah of like look at this one or why is this so gorgeous this is just an exposition scene yeah um and like I love the the King Kong of it all just a group of weird characters in the jungle exploring and you're right it is kind of like a weird pokedex of dinosaurs mm-hmm. um but I just I find like I get fun in that like there's even you know the character that is a 90s paleontologist like yeah, they made him look like the I can't think of the same boy with the cowboy hat. Oh, you're right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of like the weird, like the '90s raptor stealth level with the infamous gymnastics scene. Yeah. Um, and of course the uh, you know the the T Rex, the T Rex uh, San Diego scene. Yeah, like for me, 
you know, it's those it's it's the it's I literally like looked through Fallen Kingdom and the Lost World and I was like, okay, all right, let me count the sequences because <laughs> I don't love either of these movies. Right. But like mm-hmm. they all they both have cool sequences. So who has the most cool sequences? And that's how I literally rank these yeah. <laughs> because Lost but World think... has more cool sequences than Fallen Kingdom, you know, for sure. But I think also causing my re-ranking as I'm thinking about, you know, we've talked so much about the unheralded work and thought and effort that Chavaro and Connolly and Emily Carmichael and Spielberg and Frank Marshall put into the Jurassic World movies. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't know if I can a good conscience put Lost World as the number two Jurassic World movie like I was going to mm. when so much of this was kind of like, yeah, like Spielberg would like be wandering off set out of despondency. Yeah. And, you know, um, but yeah, a lot to like about Lost World, but I think kind of uh, the world movies sort of, or the movies that we're about to talk about kind yeah. of seem to be firing on all cylinders a little more. Right. Uh, my number four is Jurassic Park 3. Um, because okay. I just, I, I, I see what you're saying in terms of like, there's like a, a large swaths of the movie where you're just like, I don't care about this. Um, and it's, and it's a problem with movies that switch up their cast um, a lot mm, is yeah. that like, you're only going to care about the character that you've previously known, you know? And so like right. the new characters you're like, yeah, I think, I think movies train you to not care about new characters, regardless of how like interesting their story is or, or how great the actors are, because in your mind, especially in a movie like Jurassic Park, well, those are the dinosaur food. So I, I don't want to get attached to them. Right. It's like right. when you watch yeah, a slasher yeah. film with a carryover character, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're like, like well, they're going to be fine. All these other new characters are, are, are you know, they're just their mm-hmm. bodies. Um, and in Lost World, at least in Lost World, you had like, hey, Vince Vaughn. Cool. I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's to- Toby from the West Wing. That's cool. But like in JP3, it's kind of just like William H. Macy and Taylor Leone. Right. Right. And then a bunch of guys that are going to get eaten. Um, a bunch of Yeah. But I like, I do like their vibes. I don't know. I like how silly they are. <laughs> oh, the couple? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like how, how like they, I just love their stupid plan. We're like, we're going to act really rich. <laughs> we're going to trick this guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the last two people that should survive a Jurassic Park movie, yet they miraculously do. Yeah. I just I love there. There's a lot of like <laughs> indignation in uh, Jurassic Park three that I like. I'm just like you're not even mm-hmm. rich. What the hell am I doing here? Like I just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I love. Let's go, Billy. Yeah, I just love that stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, and uh, and and I think that it it deserves bonus credit for having a kid in it who could be so annoying. If done improperly. Mm-hmm. And I really think that the kid who plays like the, the, the actor who plays the kid and Joe Johnson found a perfect balance of like this kid's going to be precocious, but we got to like make sure that it's not annoying. We got to make sure that you still like this kid at the end of this. Um, yeah. You know, he's different than Tim. Right. He's well, he's a little older than Timmy was, but right. yeah, like he's. And it's kind of cool because, you know, they've been looking for him the whole time. So it helps that when Grant finally does find him, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this kid seems pretty all right. Yeah. Like, he's a little sad because of his parents' separation, but he's not like any the dinosaur stuff. But he seems to be yeah. keeping a stiff upper lip. Yeah. He's eating beans out of cans. That's good. 
Oh, and the kind of uh, the the cool stuff of like Alan being impressed that he's been able to like make disguises and like survive. Yeah, and learn. Yeah, and I think that for a movie that doesn't have like a ton of like memorable sequences, it has the one with which you know with the 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 aviary and then the uh, yeah and then yeah. the attack on Cage. the water. Um, those two sequences mm-hmm. are so good, right? And they happen one after the other. But I think. As a story, I'm like, I enjoy myself, like, the story and the plot of Jurassic Park 3 more than the overall story and plot of The Lost World, which feels sweaty. Um, sure. Yeah. Where it's like, my kid is lost on a dinosaur island because his, his stepdad, like, <laughs> illegally took him parasailing. parasailing there uh, to try to, like, win him over. And, uh, like, that is, like, I understand that. Whereas, like, the Lost World is, like, look, there was another island because, like, we raised them there. We They were born on Jurassic Park. We raised them over there. And, we, and then we brought them back when they were fully grown. And there's people there. And they're going to try and collect the dinosaurs because they want to open a stadium. And, like, and, and it's just it just feels, like, sweaty. It feels very sweaty. Sure. Um, In a way to that, like, a rescue mission dinosaurs. is very simple, you know. Yeah, you're like, boom, boom, we're there. Yeah. And and the fact that it's ninety minutes or like eighty eight minutes is like, right? That's killer. That rules. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my uh, that's my uh, my number four. What's your number, number three? Four. My number three is Jurassic World Dominion. Yep, same. Um, so much fun. I I love the Malta sequence. Mm-hmm. As we talked about it, yeah, it is kind of like a like a Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, or like maybe even like a coaster, like yeah. the Raptor coaster. Yeah. And you're just like zipping through and you're clinging to your seat. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some great supporting characters. And by that, I mean, Kayla Watts. <laughs> sure. Um, although I, I, I like, I, I found myself not like, you know, when we cut back to the Maisie Lockwood stuff, I think they helped by setting Lockwood up with Ellie and Alan. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I think that really helped the character out because it would have been so be like, oh, why are we? <laughs> I don't care about the clone girl. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I But I also just think that, like, um, I again, I don't love a movie. <laughs> I don't love when the movie, like, makes someone's blood the MacGuffin of the movie. Um, sure. You're looking at you in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, mm-hmm. But it's she's a lot. I don't know. She's like more of a character in this one. She has like. An, like a, an internal plight that she's overcoming um, in For a sure. way that yeah. she didn't really have in Fallen Kingdom. She was she herself was the MacGuffin rather than just her blood, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Maisie might be the best like young character in the world movies. Yeah. 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 The brothers, like the, the brothers in the first one aren't anything to write home about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I wish. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they're. I, I assume they're brothers because, like, I don't know, Colin only has brothers or something like that, and that's why they made them brothers. But like, it would have been more interesting if it was a big sister and a and a little brother. I think. Oh, As wouldn't like, that? It'd be it'd be cool if it was like the inverse to kind of like do like the opposite. Oh, sure. Of and Lex. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. You could do the inverse as well. But but you I know, was just thinking it's more interesting to me of uh, a girl who's into boys being distracted by that versus like what we got in the movie, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, is she, maybe she's like just broken up with her boyfriend. And yeah. Now she's like, 
oh, I want a summer fling, a Jurassic World fling. Yeah, that's that's um, more interesting to me than the reverse where we get the, where we get the guy that we get in this movie as the brother yeah. looking at girls and ignoring his little sister. That's like way sadder than <laughs> than an older sister sure. like sort of like being semi annoyed and 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 kind of ignoring her little brother. I roll it. Yeah. I just I find that less <laughs> icky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I and I think like, you know, also the brothers unlike Maisie, they never really have like like in I don't I didn't mention this in our Jurassic World episode, but it kind of just feels amblin by numbers. Yeah. And to be like, okay, yeah, two brothers and their parents are getting a divorce. Yeah, that's yeah. Spielberg. Let's right. do that. Right, right, right. Um Yeah, I guess that's we talked a little bit about that on our safety, not guaranteed uh, franchise potential on the Patreon, but yeah, that amplified by numbers thing. Um, mm. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, she's better in dominion. Much, much better than fallen kingdom. Um, and I like what it adds to like the sort of like adopted parentage. I like them like worrying about a kid together. Like, I think that I'm sure that it probably annoyed a lot of people. Um, but like, I liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm I'm a sucker for parents who love their kids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, compared to Fallen Kingdom where it felt like Owen and Claire were just running in place the whole time. Yeah. Um and just like the most like like bland like what what was their arc in Fallen Kingdom? They were just like separated for some reason and like flirty but for some reason not a couple yet. Yeah. And at least in, in Dominion, they are like a couple that have been together and they have that dynamic and they're working through a problem, which is like, oh, my God, our clone adopted clone daughters growing up. And like, yeah. what are we going to do? Because like because like, yeah, their whole thing in, in, in Fallen Kingdom is like they're both dealing with their guilt of Jurassic World in different ways where mm-hmm. he's running away from his guilt. She is confronting it head on and like trying to make up for it. You know, she kind of thinks she can absolve herself if she does enough. Right. But then like, but then, and so that's their, that's their, like where their starting point is. And then the movie is just like, but we're going to make them feel so much more guilty over the course of this. <laughs> we're just going to shovel it on. Um, And so like, yeah, I don't really know what their arcs were as a couple or separate mm-hmm. ultimately in that, in those movies or in that movie. And, you know, like we've both talked about how we have mixed emotions about, you know, Claire's arc being like being mom good actually yeah and kind of like you know kind of kind of trite that can be but it i think dominion by the time you get to that ending i think bryce dallas howard sells it enough to where i'm like all right cool this is a fun good ending for this character yeah yeah um i think so too i i think it's less about like being a mom to me and more about like having something to care about because she just didn't care about anything Uh. At the beginning right. of Jurassic World, you know? Yeah, she didn't even seem passionate about her job. It was just she wanted to be really good at it. Right, right. That's what she was passionate about. Um, and uh, and so I just like that her arc is just like finding things to like be passionate about. To, to yeah, because like in the it. second one, it's it's the Dinosaur Protection Agency or whatever the hell. Right. She's like, well... <laughs> Like now I can be, this is who I am now. I'm an animal activist. I'm a dino activist. Dinos forever. And in this one, it's like, oh crap, maybe it's having a family. Maybe it's this. Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so like I don't mind that arc. I I, I could see why people would want to read it a different way and and be mm-hmm. disgruntled about that. But um, and I don't, you know, I understand that. I I but I also just think I don't know. It's just kind of nice, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good resolutions for the big three. Yes, Ian Allen and Ellie. Yes, in my opinion. Yes. Um, I'm, I still think I'm, I, I still think what's her name should have been uh, Ian's daughter, but you know. oh yeah, yeah, Kayla Watts. Yeah, I think that could have been fun. Uh, I kind of think it would have been fun if we had just slowly met all of Ian's children over the saga. Yeah, that's good. There's just another one in every movie. Oh, I'm one of Ian's kids. I'm of course ne- you are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like I was definitely not. Like I know, yeah, I saw some criticism of like, oh my god, it's it was. It, I felt sad watching, you know, Sam Neill and Laura Dern and this. It looks so fucking, you know, like no, they're fully activated. They're having fun. Oh yeah, they absolutely are. You're projecting that onto them. Um, that mm-hmm. is like that is not their, that is not their energy. And also, also the thing that I hate about the lo- the the locust conversation, everyone being like, I can't believe they made a fucking movie about locusts. It's like, no, they made a movie about Ellie Sadler and Ellie Sadler is a is a paleobotanist. So, yeah. This is what you're going to get if you get an Ellie Sadler movie. Like she she cares about this shit. So like, yeah. I don't know, guys, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I think maybe it's like like could have been like a, a thing they an angle someone could have found in marketing. Yeah. Like someone's like, "Hey, this is an Ellie Sadler movie. We should market that more and have right. Laura Dern kind of campaign be like, "This is Ellie's movie." Like maybe that could have tilted public perception a little bit maybe maybe yeah i don't know i don't know but like for all the people who stand ellie sattler you know right yeah like why aren't this yeah you got an ellie sattler movie and then you you guys are like ah no because he she kisses sam neill at the end and i'm like wouldn't you yeah (laughs) (laughs) come on she's like she's like preo like paleo botanist columbo in this yeah hell yeah she is yeah and she's like dragging sam neill around in this like he's like he's not yeah. like stepping up a lot in this it's more like her he's just following her lead like most of this movie oh ellie this better work yeah, i don't know it about this rules. You know? i don't know that that's great i love that energy um yeah yeah oh also just to hop back to jp3 uh really good uh sam neill performance agreed yes definitely he really carries like it's kind of a star vehicle for him yeah yeah, I agree. And like, he's the only person in that movie you really trust the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, know, and he does a good like, job of like handling. Oh, I'm back on the island again. Whereas, like, whereas, like Ian Malcolm is like, I can't believe I'm back on the island again. It's like you agreed to this. You're here because you agreed to come. Um, yeah. like you don't get to just um, say, I can't believe I'm back on an island again. I can't believe the dinosaurs again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like you don't get to do that because mm-hmm. you had every power to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you did it anyway. Well, he, well, he had to go get Sarah. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm just saying like, whereas like yeah. nothing, no element of, 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 uh, of Alan on the island in JP three is of his doing. Right, like he had no well, intention no, of yeah, well, landing. He, well, he made his. Oh, yeah, that's true. He he did make the choice to get with them on the plane. Yes, but he was under the impression that it was going to be a flyover, and he was just going to be like, "To your right, you see the backside of water, or whatever." Right, right. And 
Like, Wait, why are we landing? And then he gets like knocked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. Um, um and uh and yeah like cool dino action yeah the 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 extended cut sounds like it really adds resonance to the t-rex like gigantosaur thing and i love that that like injecting personal stakes into a dinosaur fight yeah like it being beef yeah yeah i love um I love Dotson becoming uh, literally like dressing like and 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 uh, uh, creating like a whole uh, Steve Jobs sort of like energy about him. Um, yeah, I I love that. I love that because it it's just so. You know, it, it's so funny because by becoming a proto Steve Jobs, what he essentially does is become like a proto uh, the blood the blood lady. Uh, because oh yeah 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 because she did it first right <laughs> she like copied. elizabeth holmes elizabeth holmes elizabeth holmes copied steve jobs first so he's like a copy of, of elizabeth holmes yeah like he's such a, a an effective villain for our age yeah like not like a, a a pompous well yeah pompous but you know not not the villain that we would have seen in the 80s and 90s but we we, we look at him and then we see like yeah we see zuckerberg or tim cook but you, you know? know what's interesting about that people fucking hate that shit too like they hated, oh, yeah, yeah. they hated uh 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 they hated Lex Luthor in Batman versus Superman for that same reason. Yeah. They were like I don't this is I don't want this. And I'm like well, that's reality. Like welcome to the world. I don't know. You guys like call these people villains all day long, but as soon as you put them in a movie, you're like I don't want to watch that. Um it's interesting. That, yeah, like cuz I that, that's another very underrated performance, I think. Jesse yeah. Eisenberg in Batman v Superman, yeah, and then the um the villain in uh, that Charlize Theron uh, Netflix movie, um the about the immortals. oh the old guard, yeah, the old guard, yeah, the villain in the old guard, everybody bitched about that too, like yeah, oh the worst part like... is the villain who's just like a, a Mark Zuckerberg clone. And it's like, <laughs> you, do you not want to see Mark Zuckerberg get like in a fictional movie? <laughs> yes. his head like cut off by Charlize Theron yeah, with a samurai sword. I, I just don't, I don't understand. You guys hate these yeah. guys. Why don't you want them to be villains in movies? Anyway, I think I think in movies people want to like villains in a weird way. Yeah, I, I think, think I think you're right. I think you're right. They they hate they hate you know, in real life like you, they would never be like I I know we hate Mark Zuckerberg, but he looks pretty cool in that one whatever blah blah blah. But when in media we tend to like villains like Killmonger or Loki that do have a sense of like coolness about them. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah. then I don't know. The nineties are really good at having villains that you love to hate, you know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, I can't wait to see Harrison Ford punch that guy out of a plane. Or... Right. Right. Yeah. Um, what is, oh, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, my number three movie is, or yeah. You know, yeah. No, my number two movie. Yeah. Is Jurassic world. Yeah, so I think I think we're just gonna have the you know it's gonna be the same now yeah. going forward. But yeah, number two, Jurassic World. Um, it's just fun, man. I can rewatch this movie all the time. You know, yeah. Dominion. Dominion's a really great. I think I really think Dominion's a great movie, but it it requires like uh, a commitment that sure. Jurassic World cool. doesn't require. It's very like light, you know, and and just like an adventure, a romp. You know, yeah, it really does to me. And like, yeah, I can't imagine how many people I'm pissing off saying this, but Jurassic World does kind of embody a certain kind of summer fun for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's like a 
very just simple disaster movie. Like you set up your characters, you set up the disaster, and then you let the disaster play out until there's survivors at the end. And that's it. Yeah. You know? You watch these fun characters kind of just get by, scrape by, and survive. Yeah. Uh, you get an incredible Raptor T-Rex team up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and yeah. then to put that all on top of a, a, an anti-capitalist story. I think sure. is great. I'm a hundred percent on board. I, I like that. I get it, to have my cake and eat it with this one. It kind of also, it nails what was fun about Jurassic park of kind of watching like the hubris of man come undone by nature. Yeah. Yeah. And like a much more apparent way. Cause you're literally, you're watching like uh like a pterodactyl tear through a Nordstrom's. Right. Right. And I, and I understand and appreciate the criticism that people have, which is that Jurassic world is just such a meaner movie than Jurassic Park. It like doesn't care about people as much as Jurassic Park mm-hmm. does. Um and I I understand that, but it's also <clears throat> it's also coming from a perspective of like okay, if we're going to essentially remake Jurassic Park, how can we switch this up? And it's like, well, the park needs to be open. That's how we switch yeah. it up. We turn it into a legit like a uh, disaster movie with Big crowds running away from dinosaurs. And what that means is a lot of them are going to get hurt and or eaten. But like, it's a disaster movie. Like, that's what it is. It's the fun. Yeah, that's the fun of it. Like, you're not supposed to. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, they're very mean to the poor babysitter. I don't care. I don't. She's not real. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, like she's not a real person. It doesn't matter. Um, Like, it's it's whatever. It's supposed to be fun. I, 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 I don't. I don't feel bad for the dude in the mummy roller coaster that gets his soul sucked out. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And I think this is it's kind of like a big, super expensive version of the itchy and scratchy land episode of The Simpsons. mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked we didn't bring that up in the episode with Brian. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. And I'm honestly surprised this isn't your number one, Scott, just because, you know, this is kind of like catnip for theme park fans. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But Jurassic Park's a perfect movie. Like, it's Jurassic undeniable. Jurassic a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. It's uh, it's absolutely undeniable. You know, I I think I think maybe if I if I'm th- if I'm thinking about perfect movies that we've talked about on this show, I think it's this. I think Scream, The Matrix. Yeah. Maybe Men in Black. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to compete. It's just, it's like, it, it hasn't aged a day. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I, I would say in, in comparing the two, which again, a lot of people are rolling their eyes at this right now. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 are you going to compare the two now? Great. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, how, how is Jurassic Park better than Jurassic World? Please, go on. <laughs> please, please tell me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach, if you're listening to this, I know you're one of those people. Um, I love you, buddy. Uh, uh, the <laughs> the uh, the thing about about like where you're like, oh, Jurassic World is like is like theme park catnip. I agree with you, but one of the things that I will say about that is that there is no part of Jurassic World that feels as theme park pitch perfect than the Mr. DNA. Yes. little ride it's sort of a ride yeah. like that is so quintessentially theme park specific to me that nothing nothing comes close to in jurassic world jurassic world it has broad strokes a lot of theme park stuff but 
largely mm-hmm. speaking, it feels like a zoo. Um, versus and you, a you know, park. I think I think the Spielberg factor might be you know like yeah. Spielberg is that's a dude who like has ridden parts of the Caribbean like 800 times. Sure. Sure. Totally. Even even by 1993. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the passion and inspiration thing, which is like you can feel the love and the glee that he has throughout this whole movie because he's just like in the zone. Yeah. And understand is able to tap into like, I know what I would want if Jurassic Park was a real place. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. This is that that's what Jurassic World is missing. It's it's missing like a roller coaster. It's missing, you know, like a drop ride. It's like missing like like, like a main no, there is a main street. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine like a, a drop ride that like rises up into the aviary and then drops. You know, like Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like it's missing stuff like that, like that would make it feel more like a theme park and less like a zoo. You're right. It- it is a zoo. Is that there's a petting zoo? Yep. They have the Sea World type attraction yep. with the Mosasaurus. Yep. Yeah. There there aren't like e ticket rides. Yeah. No. It does feel like Colin Trevorrow is doing the best he can as someone who doesn't understand theme parks. I think fundamentally, mm-hmm. in, in his bones, the way in like his Spielberg bones. Does. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um. And that's the thing. That's the thing that breaks my heart. Is like, there at no point like. You can do it once. You can you can bring back Jurassic Park once and make it believable. I think we can all see that. you uh, can't do it a second time. Like you can't yeah. bring it back a third time. You just you you that would never be believable. So like that's it. Like we're we're done with the theme park Jurassic stuff. Um yeah. Which is I actually which is a think that's a good segue, Scott, because that's something I was thinking about is you know, these movies are such big parts of our culture. Yeah. I mean, like we've, we come out for these, the third one is about, it almost made a billion dollars. Yeah. The, or rather the sixth one. Right. You know? Right. And I think it's simple. Like you said, I think people are like, I like dinosaurs. I like thrills and chills. Yeah. Or I like theme parks. Yeah. This movie has all of them. But my thing is I'm very, I'm very surprised that Jurassic Park still to this day owns both of those uh markets the the fact that like, there hasn't been like another major dinosaur movie um mm-hmm. franchise it, or, you're right or, or like or, or another theme park theme disaster park. movie well and the problem with that and this is and this is this is this is a this is a uh, problem of a problem because mm-hmm. right one of the major criticisms of Jurassic World is it's all CGI and it's like yeah how else are they going to build a fucking theme park? They can't like that is right. too expensive. You can't do that. I think it's the reason why um, Alpha, the the Greg Rucka book, has never been turned right. into a movie, even though it seems tailor made. Die Hard at Disneyland. That is a tailor made pitch. But Die Hard at Disneyland sounds cool, but the dollar amount it would cost it, it would cost to actually make Die Hard at Disneyland to realize that is so yep. astronomical that like. It, you can't make a movie of that. You would have to make a TV show set at a theme park in order for that to work out. Um, right. Properly. Like, you know, the days of like Dead Man's Chest and that world's end of, you know, here, here's, you know, 200 million, build this, spend nine months building this set. Yeah. And like having real extras walking around yeah. and moving parts. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd have to be like on the volume. And I don't want that. I want right. to really. It, like a real park exactly exactly i want them to be walking through it i want them to like shoot at a 
<laughs> like a, I want it to feel like a real theme park, and that's that's yeah. going to be really fucking hard to do. Um, and or like uh, that John Favreau Magic Kingdom movie they try making. Yeah, totally. Um, because I think they realize that like we can't make this at the Magic Kingdom. Because the the practicality of that is just it, it's impossible. Yeah. So we would have They'd never to build. let us close the park. Yeah. So then we would have to like build another theme park, like a copy. <laughs> like no, that's so expensive. Or or we shoot it all in the volume and we 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 go in and and shoot plates of the ma- of the real right. Magic Kingdom and then throw that into the volume. But like and then it all it all looks like the Leia chase from Obi Wan. Yes. You know? Like yeah. it wouldn't. Yeah. So the the dinosaur thing is a little more puzzling to me. I agree with that, but like I also I have no idea what the story for that is because if you ever if you bring dinosaurs to modern day, you're just copying Jurassic Park, right? Right. But like but then if you if you keep dinosaurs in the past, then then it's like well, what is that? Like, that's not a movie, you know? Like, then you're just making a yeah. nature documentary. Or, like, are people traveling to the past? Because then that's, like, Land of the Lost or something. And then mm-hmm. if they're on a secret island that, like, oh, they've been there this whole time and we never knew about that's just King Kong. So then it's just, like, you know, I, I feel like we've done everything. We've done every iteration of this, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting. I think that's why horror is so peculiar, which is, like, there is – for horror fandom being what it is is like oh hell yeah another cabin movie yeah or like oh they made another shark movie i love shark movies yeah but like yeah because then you know if you have ten thousand bc which is like cavemen right uh prey was really popular maybe that could be like hey people actually like protagonists maybe from the past if oh yeah that's enough. true that's true i i i but but <laughs> Yeah, listeners. But, I, I know dinosaurs and people never. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was, gonna, I was like, yeah. <laughs> there's a problem with that scenario. Um, but you could do. You could do. You could do uh, like samurais that end up on an island where the dinosaurs never died. You know, you could oh, combine two cool. things. You know, um, yeah. that could be. That could be cool. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I would love and like. I I would love for them to continue the Jurassic franchise and just say okay. We've established a world now where humans and dinosaurs exist at the same time. Not everything needs to be about InGen and Biosyn and the machinations of these two corporations. Now we can just tell stories in this world where dinosaurs live. Yeah, like imagine the raid, but they're like, yeah, this dude, they call him the Raptor Whisperer because he has like a pack of trained raptors. Yeah. That's his crew. Hell yeah. But but see that's a thing where it's like I wonder if you don't make a Jurassic TV series like that and then you you can mm-hmm. that way you can like explore this world a little bit more but like I don't know I don't know I would you love know, I would su- love tons of movies in that world that are just like all over the place scattered around I you know like we talked about Peacock at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and like ah uh, Peacock you know <laughs> and yeah sure. like I'm surprised in the in in you know in a world where we have like multiple King Kong MonsterVerse projects that we we haven't seen any movement on like a, a Jurassic World straight to streaming series. Yeah, yeah, or like a, like a, a mid budget spinoff, like a prey sized Jurassic spinoff. Yeah, because what's interesting is even the animated series, which one I think just wrapped up that Camp Cretaceous, and there I know there's another one brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, per, I know I know personally. That there's another one. You being drink made. and you know things. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is because there's no title for it yet. It's just like untitled mm-hmm. Jurassic World project. But I know that it's happening. So, but those are for Netflix, not for Peacock. 
Um, oh yeah. Cramped crustaceous. I've heard that's really good. It, yeah, it is really good. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, but, um, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that would be the way that I would, that excites me. The idea of, we don't have to make these big, huge blockbusters anymore. We could go like the prey route or like the guard route and like without getting into spoilers, but, uh, there's an ep- there's a sequence in one of the Lord of the Rings episodes directed by Jade Abenea where uh, they effectively make one orc like really scary and a real threat to people who aren't Legolas. Yeah. You know, nice. and it was a cool like, yeah. And like, it's like, oh, like one dinosaur. You could make a, a, a cool little thriller with just like one dinosaur being in a house. Yeah, absolutely. You could. You could do Jaws. With a dinosaur. Yeah, that's like he's one shark. Yeah. Man. Or crawl. Or crawl. Sure. That gator movie. Yeah. Them gators. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots of stuff you could do. Um That's 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 the cool thing I think about where this lands us. And maybe that was always part of the plan. Was just like now mm-hmm. it opens up. Now we can do all kinds yeah. of stuff in this world. Um, like, or like a tailspin show with like Kayla where it's like every, I think we totally, we totally brought that up on the episode. I probably. Think. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think that that's, I think that's where the Jurassic franchise should go in the future is just telling like fun, cool dinosaur stories. I think that's where mm-hmm. we end, um, the, the franchise currently because yeah, that's the only place you could go after this. And I think you could get a lot of really exciting people like attached to that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I would love, if, I would love you, Dan Trachtenberg to direct like a little like hundred million dollar Jurassic. Yeah, movie. yeah, That'd be great. Last pitch, I promise. But like, if you want to aim towards like the kids, the younger fans of Jurassic, you could maybe do like a mate, like maybe Maisie opens like a dinosaur sanctuary, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like Fantastic Beasts, where every week she sa- she saves a cute dinosaur and oh, like yeah. takes it back and. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, fun, fun journey. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, Next week begins our uh, spooky season and uh, we're getting spooky with, uh, with, with, with uh, Sam Raimi, Um, three, three Sam Raimi's and an Alvarez. Uh, We're talking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're talking evil dead. Um, and three Sam Raimi's and an Alvarez, <laughs> and we have we have we have recorded all of it, so it's it's we're we're already starting to kind of look look back on it a little bit, but um, mm. it's a good miniseries. I'm I'm really excited for you guys to hear it, and and for you know I think especially with the first one, I think less so with the with the other three entries in the Evil Dead franchise. I think the first one is like pretty well trodden ground for a lot of people in terms of like, yeah, I've heard this story before. I still think we find like really interesting stuff to talk about, um, even in that first one that like maybe you've never heard before or angles and things like that. Awesome guests. Thought about really great guests across the board. Um, just a really fun mini. I had so much fun recording that miniseries um, and revisiting those movies. Like we do some critical analysis and interesting like looking at it from a narrative perspective or ash's journey but really it's like four episodes of just us just celebrating sam raimi and bruce campbell yeah yeah it really is it really is um so that starts next week i hope you'll uh join us for it 
Um, I know that a lot of you are not horror people. Um, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, what's interesting is as we talk about over the course of all of them, um, they're all... I, I think they're all like people, uh, all except maybe one, I think, were all people who like weren't into horror, watched one of these Evil Dead movies, and then like fell in love with horror through Evil Dead. So it is interesting that like, despite the fact that it can be like very extreme in times, especially from a gore perspective, um, they seem but to think, win over non-horror fans big time. I think what it is, and not to get into the Evil Dead of it all, but... They are so extreme and violent and over the top, but it's done in such a joyful, fun, crazy way yeah. sometimes yeah. that I think it's why, whereas some people are like, I can't get into Saw or Hostel or even like Friday the 13th. There's like kind of a, like, you know, we talk about, we compare it to animated stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that's why a lot of kids get into Evil Dead and then yeah. become like little horror nerds. Oh yeah. It's like, they're like Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. So... Evil Dead starting next week. We're we're starting off with the Evil Dead. Um, I believe the Evil Dead is our earliest movie at the time of its. Wow! Like, I don't think we've yeah. ever covered anything that old before. Um, and then until until our next miniseries, which will be Rocky, and it'll go, it'll go, it'll then be Rocky will be the movie to beat at that point. Um, because mm-hmm. even Star Trek doesn't go that early, so. I guess if we ever do Jaws. No, yeah. Jaws is after Rocky. Yeah. No, 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 no. One year oh, no. before. No, you're right. One, one year, year before. before. Um, but uh, <laughs> I no, hope we never no, do no. Jaws because that's one good movie and <laughs> a bunch of, yeah, <laughs> jumps off a cliff. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is my hot take. I, I think we could, I think we could do with a remake of Jaws. Our, you know, I want one more good Jaws movie. Yeah. Yeah, I. But the thing is, it would never be remade in the way that we would want it to be. It would it would become yeah. a spectacle versus what Jaws is, which is basically like a play on water. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just so character driven. I don't think they would do that with if they remade Jaws. I don't think or yeah. or rebooted Jaws or like a sequel Jaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to this where like, yeah, maybe none of them lived up to the original, but I think unlike Jaws, there is enough interesting, ambitious stuff in each of these sequels that makes this, I understand why this franchise still holds so much affection in the popular consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's Jurassic Park. Great stuff. Evil Dead next week. I'm going from dinosaurs to demons. (laughs) Yeah, dinosaurs and demons. And, you know, just to say it, um, you know, we've had a lot of fun, but just from the bottom of my heart, uh, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about cloning a dinosaur, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> Walk away. Walk away. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week with Evil Dead, The Evil Dead. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.